the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here we are. You have landed at Backbone Radio this Sunday evening, July 30th, 2023. Yeah, the heart of summer. We're loving it. Hope you're out there being active and, yeah, doing your part to help get this country turned around in a much better direction. Oh, oh, you just feel it. It's not great. It's not great right now, but every single voice out here matters. And every single voice around Backbone Country, around this station, 710KNUS, we're the people who see through it, who see through all of the propaganda. And you know what? We are the enemy of the globalists, of the communists, of the Marxists, of the World Economic Forum crowd that, yeah, wants you to own nothing, eat bugs, and sort of like follow their dictates. No, thank you. Donald Trump has a massive rally in Pennsylvania last night. And I thought we'd go through some clips here. I might do another few things before we get to the rally. But why not just hear the opener? Donald Trump walks out on stage. It's massive. It's glorious. It's America first. And here we go. that crowd. USA chance. Now more than ever. Well, thank you very much, Erie. We love Erie. We've been winning Erie right from the beginning. You know, Erie used to be a Democrat stronghold until we came along. It's no longer... Yeah. Exactly right. That's how it started last night. We've got some A-plus clips that Blake back there has gathered up for us. What talent back there behind the glass. But you see, no one else gets that. Think about it. Go back years. Have you heard anybody, any political figure, go out and speak before a crowd and get that kind of noise? Get that kind of love? Get that kind of a connection? Nobody. I mean, don't make me laugh. DeSantis out there talking to 25 voters at some small town in Iowa, looking uncomfortable as can be in his skin. Weird, weird, weird. All the others, man. I mean, there's Asa Hutchinson talking to about four voters in Iowa. <laughs> Good grief, ladies and gentlemen. And see, they, they can't do this. They can't have rallies. And what the left likes to do is put their camera, if they, if they can search the arena and find some empty seat or two, they'll take a picture of that and say, oh, the magic is gone. No more crowds for Trump. Oh. <laughs> and these people waited eight hours in a heat wave in Pennsylvania, in line. They wait hours to get in there. Thousands upon thousands. I haven't seen the exact count, but the arena is full. A few open seats on the very far edge, which, of course... 
is what Team DeSantis likes to focus on. Those man, they're they're the new Liz Cheney, is Ron DeSantis. Anyway, nobody gets that. Nobody gets even a fraction of all of that. The primary's over. Let's unify GOP, RNC. Let's unify and focus on the ballot operations. Pour money into that for 2024. Let's get that going, right? Right, RNC? We'll talk a bit more about that momentarily. But the Mitch McConnell freezing up thing, I had a very helpful text to studio who says uh, Mitch McConnell had a transient ischemic attack, which sometimes happens to people. I guess sometimes they freeze up in that kind of a diagnosis. Sometimes they just start going about their business, but they have no memory of what they were doing for hours at a time. I didn't look it up. I just know a little bit about that kind of thing and uh but I haven't seen that formally reported but we have some very alert ace listeners thank you George in Westminster for that information but do we have the Mitch clip uh, where did where did we hide that one the Mitch freezing it's uh it's G here and so Mitch starts out here starts talking and then he just sort of stiffens up like the turtle frozen in his shell and the people around him and behind him start, they just end up ushering him off the stage, just so you hear this one. Cards and cooperation and a string of... Uh, uh, frozen. Mitch, it's frozen. And I'm counting the seconds here. Mitch is standing there, two hands on the podium, kind of stuck. Okay, Mitch. You okay, Mitch? Anything else you want to say? I'm sure it's go back to your office. Do you want to say anything else to the press? I don't know. Go ahead, John. That's Mitch. Of course, you need a bit of a visual on that, but he kind of went turtle bug-eyed there and just holding the podium and he's not that old of a guy frankly and um there he is just sort of not looking good he looks extraordinarily frail the old rhino mitch mcconnell who again wish him all the best on health but politically speaking he is a big part of the republican establishment disease that is trying to corral the sentiments of the Republican Party voters, channel them off in false directions, never live up to their rhino pledges that they offer in their campaigns, yeah. And so maybe Mitch McConnell is going to soon be ushered off the stage. I guess we'll see. But um, he does have a replacement already worked out, and that would be John Thune, of South Dakota. Keep your eye on that guy, which is the next rhino in line. And by the way, that Tim Scott guy from South Carolina who's running for the presidency, and by all accounts, seems like a nice enough individual, but just remember, he is 100% ally, ally of Mitch McConnell and went up there to endorse rhino Lisa Murkowski in the primary after Trump had endorsed Murkowski's America First opponent, right? And it was Tim Scott who they trotted out to the media, the first guy they trotted out from the 
Republican Brain Trust, the Establishment Brain Trust, after the Mar-a-Lago raid some months ago to say, oh, it's no big deal. Let's see what happened. No big deal. So just remember, don't be fooled by any of these people, okay? And it is time to unify the Republican Party around, yeah, Donald Trump leading in all the polls. All of them dominating. I mean, it is just a total dominance and only getting more so with every poll that comes out. Okay. DeSantis single digits in Ohio at 9% right now. Trump at 64%. And no one but Trump can win the Rust Belt. Again, Trump is a unique threat to somebody like Joe Biden to win in 2024 because Trump gets a lot of Democrats pull over and vote for the Republican, but they'll vote for no other Republican but Trump, right? Because they know Trump's America first, and Trump had four years of the middle class, the working class, doing pretty darn well in this country and overcoming the, uh, the, the globalist agenda that was handed to him when he first got into office. Now, should we go through a few uh, Trump clips? or uh, I guess we're getting a little close to the wall on that. But I don't know. I don't know if we've kind of seen the end of the road for Mitch McConnell. And, of course, I I won't miss him. You know, he fit right in just fine with people like Paul Ryan. You know, the people that get elevated to the top of the, you know, the DNC or the RNC. What's the difference, right? I mean, what is the difference? But here's the thing that you have to understand is that, yes, Trump is so dominant. And, yes, he's the only one beating Biden in the polls. But the RNC has a lot of the big donors that don't like America first, that don't like MAGA, and they're going to try to look elsewhere. If it's not DeSantis, the dead parrot, as Esquire calls him, they're going to try to go for uh, Tim Scott, maybe a Glenn Youngkin. They're going to keep going because they want to divide the party. They are so hostile to America first, the corporatist class. More on that in a moment. Here we come, rolling on in. To this Hour 2 segment at Backbone Radio, 303-696-1971. Just laying it out there again. You don't hear this kind of stuff much of anywhere else now, do you? (laughs) And this is what you get when you just don't buy any of the propaganda. And, you you know, you've got to use your own judgment. You've got to use your own mind, okay? The screens and what they tell you, oh, yeah. Most all of it doesn't add up, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump, massive crowd, Pennsylvania. Man, he walked in. The USA chance got going right away. And I think this is one of the points I've been making. The primary is over. Time for everyone else to drop out. And that's what Trump tells everyone else to do from a position of strength. I say this from strength, not from weakness, believe me. I think it's time for Ron DeSanctimonious and so many of those other clowns on this day. No, you had to see Iowa. They're speaking to people that aren't even listening. They're talking. They're, not, they're waiting for me, to, I have to say. They're waiting for me to come up. I spoke last. I spoke last. But uh, they're waiting for me to come up. But for Ron DeSanctimonious and so many others that are wasting hundreds of millions of dollars that Republicans should be using to build a massive vote-gathering operation to take on crooked Joe Biden in November, because we cannot lose. We cannot allow 
our country to lose that election. If, if we do lose that election, I don't think we have a country anymore. I'll be honest. You see what's going on. Millions and millions of people pouring across our border, invading our country. They're invading Exactly. Our it's time for DeSantis and the rest of the clowns to drop out. What is the obstacle to this in the RNC's mind, right? I mean, okay, let's have a primary, but this is a dominant situation here where Trump is up past the 60% threshold in the polls, and good old Barris over at the People's Pundit, who has got some of the best polling, big data polling, says that, you know, you never see, you never see, once you get past 50, once you get past 60, I mean, you don't see anything change. You know, for DeSantis to have any kind of a chance at anything here would be unheard of, absolutely unheard of. And I don't see any of the level of skill or talent or messaging or anything there, not even his wife, Casey, talking about their kids nonstop to move the needle other than back further down into single digits. So it's just time. But what we need to understand is the same old story Again, it's the RNC establishment corporate globalists, right, who do not want MAGA, who do not like the base voter of the Republican Party. They just do not like him. They will not tolerate him. And so they're going to try to come up with every single conceivable trick in the book to try to divide up this party, to try to make it harder for Trump to win in 2024, right? And uh, when they could be pouring their resources into a ballot operation, get out the vote operation for 2024, that would blow everybody's socks off. It's time to do that. That's where the resources should go. And every moment, henceforth, from now onward, that the RNC and the Republican Party establishment is not doing that, they are wasting their money and willfully trying to divide the party, in my opinion, and they are showing their true colors that they do not want MAGA to win. They would rather have Biden. And you saw that again in the last cycle, where so many of these folks actually would much rather have Biden. Or they'd rather have Gavin Newsom. They'd rather have the Democrat than the individual who is in sync and in tune and in harmony with the actual Republican voting base. Okay? That is the dynamic. And the editor of Human Events, Jack Posobiec, was pointing that out that the uh, RNC corporatist crowd, a lot of them, they're not just anti-MAGA, but they are militantly anti-MAGA. And again, this is a fringe group. It's just the fringe billionaire crowd, right? The fringe group of people um, that thinks that if you put America first, that harms their own personal interests because they benefit from the globalist scenario in which America sinks. America has a wide open border. America has the trade deals that benefit every other country's working class. And even poor Vivek Ramaswamy, came out the other day and was saying that we need to get back into Obama's TPP trade deal. That's what America should do. So Vivek has come out as the kind of free trader that is the globalist type free trader that says, oh, Vivek, well, thank you for playing, buddy. Thanks for playing, but no dice on that front because the American middle and working classes do a lot better when we have the kind of trade deals that benefit us right here at home and not the corporate billionaires on top who want to essentially starve the middle class and working class of this country. Okay, now on to Bidenomics. Here's Trump on Bidenomics and what he did versus what Biden did. 
I will end the disaster known as Bidenomics. You know, that was supposed to be a negative term. He liked the name so much. He's going around saying how wonderful it is. If you love inflation and a bad economy, let's go for it. Since taking office, Joe Biden has wrecked our economy. Home ownership has been pushed out of reach for millions and millions of Americans with the rate of a 30-year mortgage up 150 percent. Think of this, 157 actually percent since I left office. Real wages collapsed 26 months in a row. And typical Americans have seen their incomes crushed by more than 6,000. That's the people in the room. Everybody. $6,400 a year income crushed since Biden took office. And that's having to do with many, many factors, many, many factors. But think of that, $6,400 a month's wages on average. Yeah. How do you like them apples, ladies and gentlemen? We did better in the golden economy under Trump by far. Middle and working classes did better. And again, I always point out, it's the strong American thriving middle class. So beleaguered now, but that's what keeps us out of Marxism, communism, and WEF style bug eating, owning nothing kind of a future. And that's what, again, the fascists on top so militantly want to destroy. Yeah, they'll grab onto a Jason Aldean. I keep getting texts to the studio about Jason Aldean. And, uh, yeah, I mean, anybody who's rooted in the soil of their own nation is anathema to the globalists on top. And here's one to think about real quick about uh, Ukraine, the Ukraine scenario. The Bidens got millions of dollars from Ukraine. Now Ukraine gets billions and billions of dollars from the American taxpayer. Joe Biden is compromised. He's dragging us into a global conflict on behalf of the very same country, Ukraine, that apparently paid his family all of these millions of dollars. In light of this information, the U.S. Congress should refuse to authorize a single additional payment of our depleted stockpiles. Did you see last week? Yeah, Biden gets millions from Ukraine, along with a bunch of other folks in our ruling class. Yep. And now they're getting billions from us. This should be a huge, huge scandal. Ukraine enriches the Bidens. Now we're going to have World War III for Ukraine. That is a huge scandal. Should be. Oh, man, folks. Just think about that for a second. Think about that. Oh, World War III over that? What the Bidens have done to this country? Oh, Lord, Lord Almighty. Let's start saying some hellos and David in Thornton. Welcome, David. How are you, sir? Not too bad. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, you bet. I under I understand that um, come Tuesday they're going to put a ban on incandescent light bulbs. So we're going to need Donald Trump to bring us back the incandescent light bulbs. He brought it back when uh, Obama took it away. Yeah, And I said, if nothing else, we're going to need Trump to get us back our incandescent light bulbs. You know, when Obama got, got in in 2012, things got weird with light bulbs, didn't they? Like, light yeah, bulbs became you know, a hassle were... after Obama got in. That was... Yeah. I, it's still a yeah, hassle. I, yeah, well, it just used to be so easy. And I just, yeah, and I just heard that it was going to be... They were going to ban incandescent light bulbs again this coming Tuesday. And I said... yeah. The light bulbs are going off. Thank you, David. Who remembers Mbop by? 
by Hanson bringing us back. Don't let it go. Don't let it go, Blake. I know you want to turn that off. But I have to admit something. I just discovered this song. Somehow I missed it. Did it come out like 15 years ago? Quite a while ago. That was when I was not in my boy band phase. I'm actually still not in the boy band phase. But if you listen to this song, it's actually a musical, good, entertaining, interesting song. I'm coming out. I'm I'm walking out on a limb. Blake's going to saw it off. And here you go. Umba. It does not get better at this. And at the swim meets, you play this song and the kids all dig it. Everybody's having fun. This Hanson Brothers, they're from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And they got a ringer on this one. If you want my opinion, listen to Mbop sometime and tell me if you don't want to start joining their fan club. You can't deny it. Anyway, I better right. get back on track, Blake. Enough of this stuff. Okay, sorry, Blake. It's not Janis Joplin, I know. <laughs> yeah, put on some Janis, man. Yeah, we're, we're overdue for Janis. But anyway, you heard the news break just now, right? The CBS news break. And I try to be gentle in my criticism of the propaganda. But you heard a nice little puff piece for DeSantis in that little news break, right? Just a few minutes ago. DeSantis going to New Hampshire to give a speech. Yes, that's so great. DeSantis, who's actually in single digits, flailing, dismissing his campaign staff, burning cash, hemorrhaging. And there's CBS giving a little puff piece to DeSantis about he's going to give a speech in New Hampshire. And then the next story, Trump is having to spend millions to pay his legal bills. Oh, see, that's again how the propaganda works. They come after Trump. They sue him. The left freak jobs out there, the globalists, they come out, they try to sue him. The corrupt institutions sue him in every way they possibly can. And then they turn a story and say, oh, Trump's spending money on legal bills. Yeah, no kidding, man, because you corrupt globalist bastards are suing him all the time, right? And that's DeSantis, by the way, has been making that argument that, oh, Trump, you give money to Trump and he's just paying his legal bills. You see what a racket that whole damn thing is? And I hope when you're listening to this stuff, you're seeing through every bit of that CBS propaganda. All right, I'll try to ease off on CBS. But Trump gives the uh, 100-minute speech in a heat wave in Pennsylvania. And again, if Biden went out there for five minutes to give a speech where he's from, scrapper from Scranton, right, where he's from in Pennsylvania, he would have been in the fetal position in five minutes. He would have been curled up on the floor or... You know, he just does not have any of the stamina. Massive, loud crowd. And Trump even pointed out that, hey, DeSantis's rich donors are now calling up Trump because they realize that Trump's in command. They want to get back on board. <laughs> so you're seeing that. And it's got to be hard on DeSantis in every way. But real quick, before uh, the phone lines again, wanted to get just a few, you know, Trump uh, nailing it on, uh, you know, he's he's the guy who did not start a war where Biden got millions from Ukraine. Now we're sending billions back to Ukraine for this stupid World War Three thing. Yeah. What a scandal, folks. What a scandal. That should be massive. I mean, they're nailing him on bribery. And they're saying, oh, there's no evidence. Oh, there's text messages. There's emails. There's the laptop. There's all the stuff. But gosh, you know, 
they're uh, they're really trying to defend Biden on this. The Biden corrupt DOJ, as bad as AG Barr's DOJ. Anyway, but yeah, there was old Trump never started a war. How many peace tr- prizes does Trump deserve? Fully rebuilt the U.S. military, created Space Force, defeated ISIS, and brought our troops back home. I was the president. First in decades who didn't start a war. Remember, Hillary used to say, he's going to get us into war because of my personality, she said. He's got the personality type. No, I've got the personality type that kept us out of wars. But that was only the beginning. Here are just some of the bold agenda items that we'll immediately implement when we become 47th president of the United States. Before I even arrive at the Oval Office, shortly after we all together win the presidency, We will have the horrible war between Russia and Ukraine settled. It will be settled. Good. The war is going to be settled. I'll get them both. I know Zelensky. I know Putin. It'll be done within 24 hours. You watch. Good. Within 24 hours, we have to stop. We've already spent $75 on Ukraine, and all they're doing is going out there and losing. Thousands upon thousands of Ukrainians are dying for this whole needless thing that we have engineered and Biden got bribed for. Oh, think again about how big of a deal that should be, right? I mean, just sit back and think about the bribery and now it's like World War III. The Bidens got millions of dollars from Ukraine. Now Ukraine gets billions and billions of dollars from the American taxpayer. Yeah, just so we get a little refresher on that one. And are we edging closer to this World War III? Congress should immediately vote to block Joe Biden's recent call-up of reserve forces. We're sending now troops over to Europe to fight. We're sending troops to fuel this escalating conflict. No, thank you. Not a single American life should be put at risk because crooked Joe Biden has been illegally paid off. He's been paid off. This is a corrupt president. And you know what? I would have never said that. I have too much respect for the office of the presidency, and I never said that. I can't say great things about him because he's been a horrible president, but I would never say. But you know what? Now we have to take the gloves off because they took the gloves off, so we take the gloves off. My gosh. You hear that crowd? I mean, it's just, this is a phenomenon. These rallies that Trump holds are epic events. Epic events. We'll never see anything like this in our lifetime. And again, the media tries to deny them, memory hole them, show any empty seat they can find in these arenas. It's so dishonest. The media is so afraid of Donald Trump. That's what you just heard on that CBS. You know, they're they're trying to boost DeSantis. They're boosting the guy because they're not afraid of DeSantis. They are afraid of Donald Trump. That should be 100 percent clear. And you look at any of the poll data, DeSantis has no argument at all he can possibly make. He is behind against Biden by a lot in the polls pitting 2024 Biden v. DeSantis. But Trump is ahead of Biden in most every single poll that I have seen, some by six, by seven, by eight points ahead of Biden. The Democrats, again, the left, the deep state, the Republican rhino class, they are afraid of Trump. And you see that. Once you understand that, you, you so much more makes sense. But I guess some people don't quite quite get that, right? But uh, they're the fringe minority. Let's say hello to Jim in Colorado Springs. Hello, Jim. Thanks for checking in. Hello, Matt. Good program today. Right uh, on. Let me start it off. 
saying that I will vote for Trump if, if he if he is the Republican nominee. So I will definitely do that. But but, but I've, what? I got, got a question. Did you uh, have a chance to listen to Peter's Boyle, who was covering uh, Friday morning concerning uh, Steve Dace? Uh, you know Steve Dace, right? Right, Steve Deese. I always call him Deese. Was one of those weird, in, in my view, kind of a freakish guy who was so into Ted Cruz back in 2016 that he was trying to deny electors going to Trump back in 2016 and was lined up with Cruz to try to block Trump from getting the nomination that he had won in a landslide. That's Steve Deese. And good old Steve Deese then over the last several years starts rolling with the Trump wave and then now that he's, he's you know, uh, we've got another election coming, he's going back to his old ways, back to his old sort of anti-MAGA kind of thing. But I didn't well, hear I what Boyles podcast, was saying. But he's, he's referencing, it's the fact that basically Stephen Miller, Stephen Miller came and testified to the January 6th committee, basically, that they knew that the election was not stolen. Stephen Miller said that. So the argument and you're making, <laughs> so Jim, you're saying that uh, because of January 6th, that we should not have Trump be the nominee in 2024. But what do you say to this? I, that right now, Trump is dominating Biden in the polls for 2024, but DeSantis is losing to Biden. How do you, what do you think of that? I, you know, I just think, well, I, I first of all, I, I'm not aware of that poll. Uh, They're I everywhere. <laughs> Hold on a minute. My understanding is that DeSantis polls much better for with the unaffiliated than Trump does. No, the opposite. Is that not true? The absolute opposite by like 30 points. So you're not getting good information there. But do you want to – what what is your kernel point about uh, about Deese? I, I, I what guess, is Deese's argument? Uh, well, well, and he's referring to – is it not true that – and also Giuliani has now come out saying – that uh, he had a lawsuit with that lady that was uh, putting those those ballot boxes under the table, and uh, he's come out saying he knew that that clearly that he was making that stuff up about her uh, uh, concealing ballots and all that. Now that's coming out that Giuliani says that we knew that was a lie too. I mean, these things. That I are just coming I'm through, not quite following your logic on this, Jim. Somehow. And when you say she, I don't know who you're referring to. Anyway, but thanks, Jim. All the best. Here's the wall. There you go. Megan Maroney, the I'm Not Pretty song. I think that's one of the good new pop country tunes of the summer. We're just enjoying some summer heat. And yeah, I'm back out running my 5Ks most days. I think that the exercise, boy, that, that's, that's key when, you know, you got a lot going on. If you can find time to get up, get off the couch... Get in gear, get in action, get the heart rate up a bit. I'm a big advocate for that. And walking, remember my segment on walking I did not long ago? We're a lot harder to control when we're up off the couch, moving and in action. The people on top would just love it if you'd sit on the couch stuck on your screen all day. But when you're out and about, up, moving, walking, running, pumping iron, stuff like that, socializing, building networks. Yeah, you're a little harder to control that way, something to keep in mind. 
And just wanted to finish just, you know, a few clips from the trial. And again, the DeSantis argument, I mean, I just not seeing the argument. People somehow maybe still have it in their heads that he would do better against Biden head to head. Well, you just heard the media trying to give a nice bouquet to DeSantis. He'd given a speech in New Hampshire. They, they, they would love it if DeSantis could be the guy. They're not afraid of him at all. Yeah. He's, he's an acceptable Republican within the guardrails, establishment certified. All good there. And so, uh, yeah, CBS puffing him in the news piece. They are deathly afraid of Donald Trump. And again, Trump beating Biden in the polls. If you look at the polls, DeSantis losing to Biden. I'm just not seeing any conceivable argument. And DeSantis, again, is so far down in the polls to Trump in the primary that, I mean, that's it. The primary is over. Anyway, but, you know, again, the ruling class, the regime, they have to hang their hat on January 6th stuff and on election 2020 stuff, you know, if you criticize that well, you know, and they have to hang their hat on, you know, hey, Trump was impeached twice. Yeah, because he was looking into Biden corruption (laughs) in Ukraine, which is now we're getting we're getting loads of that coming out. That was true. Trump should have been looking into that, but they had to conceal their tracks, you see, and they have to sue anybody that gets in their way. You see, you see how this works. But some people somehow are on the side of that where they can't see through it. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Do you like this third world country where uh, where they, they try to uh, arrest their political opposition? You like that? After two and a half years, they had 18 radical. Think of it. They had 18 radical Democrats. They found no collusion. Took two and a half years. They spent 50 million dollars. Now they're going through. They've spent $28 million on me on the boxes hoax. And Biden has about 20 times more boxes than me. They spent almost no money on him. It's a weaponized system, and it's a two-tier system of injustice. If these corrupt persecutions of our people succeed, they will complete their takeover of this country and destroy your way of life forever. And you know what? Once that happens, this country is going to be in turmoil. There's really no coming back. We have one chance to save it, and that chance is called 2024. It's the one chance we have. 2024. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. I will not let that happen. And it is amazing to me that, yeah, there's some commentators out there, and you see them on TV or whatever, that... They're just on the side of the regime. They want to keep the regime in power, and that means the uniparty, the establishment Republicans and Democrats. But it's nice to have Trump and on the right and RFK Jr. on the left, given the unloved establishment, absolute fits. And remember, that uniparty establishment is just a small group of fragile, fragile people, incompetent to the core, but they're very good at tricks and schemes. you got to give them, you got to give them that. Uh, Let's hear this one. Unite against the communists. The Republican Party must be united against the Marxist, communist, fascist, and globalist. I promise you this. If you put me back in the White House, their reign will be over and America will be a free nation once again. We're going to have a free nation. Again, you just you'll never see crowds like this ever again in your life for any other political figure, period. Yeah. 
And guess what? This nation belong. Who does it belong to? It belongs to you. Together we are taking on some of the most menacing forces and vicious opponents our people have ever seen. But no matter how hateful and corrupt the communists and criminals we are fighting against may be, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. you. Let's not be forgetting that. It doesn't this belong. is your home, this is your heritage, and our American liberty is your God-given right. Yes, amen to all of that, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Trump, he, you know, he closed his speech again, the packed rally, Erie, Pennsylvania last night, and he brings a little music into it here. And again, some people didn't have time to watch the rally. Uh, and so I kind of I just encapsulate a bunch of this stuff with, of course, host done commentary along the way. And uh, let, let's hear the closer and the music and take this one to heart. We are a nation that, frankly, has lost its way. But we are not going to allow this horror to continue. Three years ago, we were a great nation and we will soon be a great nation again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. 2024 is our final battle. With your support in this primary, we are going to finish what we started. There you go. The final battle, Trump versus deep state, the Republican voting base, the people that are attached to the soil of this country and want to put America first in the final battle against the Uniparty. And remember that, once you understand that, Uniparty is that mixture of Republican establishment and Democrat establishment. Once you understand also that they, um, yeah, they're, they're very powerful, but there's not that many of them. And their power comes from them controlling most all of the propaganda and controlling the institutions as well. They've got a hold on it. But that's the thing, is I, I would submit to you that this this ruling class uniparty, they've never had to work harder to hold on to their power than they're having to work these days. They've never had to face such an outcry and such outrage from the American people who are tired of watching them put America last with one thing after another, with their trade policy, their foreign policy, Ukraine, for example. And the rest of it all, you know, the middle class is struggling, family wealth, family income going down, down in the Biden era. Yeah, we're kind of tired of it, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know, there are some folks out there who somehow still want to believe these corrupt institutions turning this country into a third world nation, trying to arrest their political opponents. They're fine with that. But we're not. And the millions of us are waking up, folks. Let's roll. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.